DW Africa Link. It's Thursday, the 14th of December, and the countdown to the presidential election in the DRC has begun. This is DW's Africa Link program coming to you live from our Bond studios here in Germany. I'm your host, Josie Mahachi. And I'm Isaac Mugabe. would like to invite you to comment on the show and share it with your family and friends. Coming up on the show, Democratic Republic of Congo prepares to hold elections amid worsening insecurity. The president we are waiting for should be powerful so that he can give us peace. That's what we need because we're suffering terribly. If peace were to return, my life could undoubtedly change. And what are some of the key issues at stake in the DRC's crucial election? DRC's armed forces are also implicated in widespread violence. The illiteracy rate remains high. The eastern part of the country is frequently hit by health crises. Women's health is another significant concern. This show is dedicated to the upcoming elections in DRC. More to come soon after the World News in Brief. DW News. Hello, I am Okeri Ngushinavo. Supporters of Usman Sonko rejoiced after Senegalese court ordered the reinstatement of the opposition leader on the electoral roll, paving the way for him to stand in the 2024 presidential election. Sonko was struck off Senegal's electoral register after being sentenced in June to two years imprisonment for morally corrupting a young person. Here is what one of his supporters had to say about the ruling. We are satisfied. We were expecting the verdict because we knew our leader did nothing. We should have given him his eligibility. But to delay things, we did it late. But in this case, yes, we are satisfied. We are still behind him and he will be our candidate, inshallah. Sonko has been a political thorn in President Macky Sall's side ever since he finished third in the 2019 presidential election. Haitian Police Chief Franz Alba is in Kenya for a three-day visit ahead of plans to deploy police to help fight gang violence in the Caribbean country. The visit is part of the preparation for the deployment of the more than a thousand police officers from Kenya for the controversial multinational mission to support security. The first contingent of about 300 officers is scheduled for deployment by February next year, according to privately owned The Star newspaper. Last month, the Kenyan parliament approved the deployment, but a high court extended orders barring the move, pending the outcome of a legal challenge into the plan. Africa Link News comes to you from Germany's international broadcaster, DW. Russian President Vladimir Putin has warned that there can be no peace in Ukraine until Russia achieves its objective there. Putin made these remarks while taking questions from the public and journalists at the end of year press conference in Moscow. Putin also said Russia currently had enough fighters and there was no need for another wave of mobilization. There will be peace when we achieve our goals that you mentioned. Now let's get back to these goals. They don't change. Let me remind you what we talked about then. The denazification of Ukraine, demilitarization, its neutral status. Putin's warning comes as EU leaders meet to discuss Ukraine's future. 
but Hungary Prime Minister Viktor Orbán is threatening to derail proceedings, saying there's no reason to negotiate Ukraine's membership of the European Union now. And finally, in South Africa, friends and family and fans begin to say goodbye to Afro-pop sensation Sahara. A memorial service was held for the singer in Johannesburg today. The Lollyway hitmaker died in hospital on Monday and will be buried in the Eastern Cape next weekend. Another memorial will be held in Eastern Cape ahead of the funeral. Her family has described her as a beacon of hope and says her music healed many souls. That's the latest on Africa Link. I am Okeri Kushinado. You are listening to Africa Link straight from our studios here in Bonn, Germany. And once again, I'm Isaac Mugabe. And I'm yours, Josie Mahachi. Many thanks to those following us on our Facebook page, DW Africa. We also appreciate everyone who's tuned in through all our partner stations across the continent. Remember, you can also find us on Spotify. That's right, indeed. And uh, Josie, for those who can't find us on Facebook, you can you say Spotify anywhere the choice is open for it's them to use a lot of platforms a lot of platforms yeah and that's Africa link for you today's show is dedicated to the upcoming elections in the DRC the Congolese will go to the polls on December 20th to elect a president of the republic members of parliament and municipal councillors in the east of the country, expectations of the president will be elected are immense, the greatest being the restoration of peace. Peace is what everybody is waiting for, Isaac, in the mm. country. Now, civil servants such as teachers, for their part, are hoping that the new president will change the way they are treated as they are not well paid. For more details, here is a report by our correspondent, Zanem Neti Zaidi. Mahoro Esperance is a 23-year-old mother of one. She was born in the territory of Masisi, one of the most unstable in the province of North Kivu, where war is rampant. Recently, her territory was the scene of clashes between the M23 rebels and the loyalist army, prompting her to take refuge in this camp. She still does her sewing, but it doesn't seem to be working. What she expects from the new president is peace. The president we are waiting for should be powerful so that he can give us peace. That's what we need because we're suffering terribly. If peace were to return, my life could undoubtedly change because I could return to our village and do my work as a seamstress because here I don't find customers who pay well. They pay me between 200 and 500 Congolese francs. Whereas back home, I found more than that. As for the teachers, they expect the new president to take good care of them. Jean Kaongo, a teacher for over 20 years, teaches in a public school. He says he is unable to provide for his family. He hopes for an improvement from the next president. We hope that if the president looks after teachers well, life will be better, because I'll be able to look after my family, clothe them and feed them. I could also buy land where I could build or even find rent so my family could live comfortably. Since the start of the war, socioeconomic activities have ceased to function as before. 
traders who used to buy supplies in the villages of North Kivu province and sell in the towns are no longer working because of the security situation. Hamuli Shombo, a trader, thinks that the new president should first deal with the security situation so that he can resume his activities. Where there is no war, there is bound to be peace, so everything is easy to find like food. Until now, the agricultural products we use to bring from the surrounding regions can no longer reach this town of Goma because the roads are closed. But if there is peace, food products can circulate easily. With six days to go before the scheduled date for the general elections in the Democratic Republic of Congo, the provincial coordination of Savage Society in North Kivu remains less confident that the elections will be held on the scheduled date December 20 due to the fact that voting materials are not yet available in all the regions concerned. That was Zanem Zaidi reporting from Goma, and that is Josie Southern Kivu. Mm-hmm. Goma is a sister oh, sister city to Gisenyi. That Gisenyi borders Rwanda, and okay. Goma is just in, in inside the DRC. So we've had concerns about issues of peace as well. Mm-hmm. Yes, especially the women there saying they want peace, and you could hear them the voice, the yeah, voice, you know, like pa- this seamstress lady. I mean, yeah, passionately begging yeah, that the next give mm-hmm. us peace so that we can live, you know, as as we want. Okay, still on that particular country mm. with just six days to go for the presidential elections in the Democratic Republic of the Congo, the situation is one of progress in the electoral process on one hand and escalating insecurity on the other. Well, however, the restive North Kivu province has also witnessed a further deterioration in the security situation with rising regional tensions between the DRC and Rwanda. Like I mentioned, just, mm. you know, they're neighboring, they're sister countries Stand and neighbor. Mm. Yeah. But the question is, uh, what is at stake in the upcoming elections? There is an explainer that our very own Michael Oti prepared and take a listen. On 20th December, 102 million people in the Democratic Republic of Congo will head to the polls to elect the next president. The country's new leader will face a series of challenges. The conflict in the East has raged on for three decades. Amnesty International says Rwanda and Uganda back 120 armed groups. DRC's armed forces are also implicated in widespread violence, including forced displacement, abduction, looting, sexual violence, forced recruitment, and the use of child soldiers. According to the UN, as many as 7 million people have been internally displaced. The road network remains patchy, with access to electricity being a widespread concern. While 46% of the country's population is under 15, the illiteracy rate remains high. The World Health Organization has reported that the eastern part of the country is frequently hit by health crises such as yellow fever, cholera, measles, polio and Ebola. Women's health is another significant concern, with the country recording 7.5% of maternal deaths globally. Amid calls for effective leadership, Critics say the election's outcome will shape the future of a nation, its people, and generations to come. Yeah. Generations to come, indeed. Thank you so much, Michael Oti, for that explainer.
Yes, and for those joining us right now, the big story today that we've dedicated to you is the upcoming elections in the DRC. There is a lot at stake, and stay with us. Joseph and I are going to dissect bit by bit, theme mm. by bit, about these elections. Don't go away. In the meantime, the Angolan government has refused to provide airplanes to distribute voting materials in the DRC due to late requests from its neighbors. Remember, Josie, it's just the other day. I don't remember that very well because it's a story I'm following closely. DRC had requested UN peacekeeping forces there okay. mm-hmm. with the logistics of organizing the election. And remember, one day they're saying they're not going to be there and the next day they say, can you help us? That is the juxtaposition. That, that is it. Yes. Isaac, and distribution challenges include the lack of paved roads and conflict in rebel-plagued eastern provinces. And the big question is, Mm. will the elections hold? That's what we need to see, because if the Mm. voting materials are not in the country, what's going to happen? Do you think the elections in DRC will proceed as planned, given the challenges mentioned was the question we asked on our Facebook page, TW Africa? It is a million-dollar question. Some of you attempted to send us the uh, the answers. And, of course, it gives us pleasure to read them right here, live on air. Okay, Kem says... This is a country bequeathed with very brutal and barbaric colonial past and deep tribal and provincial differences that have led to underdevelopment in the midst of abundant natural resources. And it, it, mm-hmm. Yes, it goes on to say, it is now a game of vulture by politicians and warlords outstrip wherever they can. A strong comment there. It's a strong comment. And Edmund Jones says that the materials are actually in DRC, rather the raw materials. What a disgrace. Mm-hmm. Aneli Mbokazi must be from South Africa by the name, Josie. I stand to be corrected on this. He, she says South Africa and Sadak region should assist DRC and other African countries. And Francis Chiloa says elections have been planned for, therefore poll date is a must. Okay. Well, Africa Link will be there to bring you this story whenever it evolves. And by the way, to save you the date or to remind you about the date, tomorrow we also have Story of the Week. That's a very strong package that we have here. And it's about also the upcoming elections, Josie. Okay, just to remind our listeners, you're listening to Africa Link, coming to you live from our Bonn studios here in Germany. I'm your host, Josie Mahachi. And I'm Isaac Mugabe. Of course, we welcome your comments. As usual, on our Facebook page, DW Africa, uh, Josie and I will read them live. And tell us also what you think specifically, whether you think that the elections will go on well in the DRC, especially in the rest of regions of Eastern Congo, that is the South Kivu province and the North Kivu province. Okay, you can catch us on Spotify. We are there and on Facebook page DW Africa. We also appreciate everyone tuned in through all our partner stations Mm. across the continent. Now, still on Congo, the president himself, we're talking about the incumbent here, Felix Tshekedi, is running for re-election. He won the 2018 vote, Josie, if you do remember very well, and that vote was marred by violence and allegations of fraud. The opposition is divided as well. Martin Fayulu was the strongest challenger in the last election. Businessman Moise Katumbi is popular in the mining region of Katanga, where he was once the governor. And we also have Dennis Mukwege, a doctor and Nobel Peace Laureate. He made international headlines when he declared his candidacy. However, Josie, there are other candidates and they are female. There is Marie-Josie Ifokumputa and Joel Billy. They are the only women candidates. Let's take a listen to what their manifesto says and we shall come back to analyze further what they have to offer the Congolese Josie. 
Je commencerai par demander à ce qu'il se fasse un recensement. If I'm elected, I would start by requesting a population census. From then on, we will find the right solutions to the recurring problems of our society. Due to my status as a woman, I think it's difficult for me to let go of this important fact. So I can only continue to promise them that when I am elected, I will do better. But also policies which will be formulated will truly encourage the empowerment and advancement of women. In my political offer, I propose to rid Congolese society of an archaic system to move towards something new. We advocate awareness through awareness raising as well as national reconciliation. We want to rebuild and restore the Congolese since he is supposed to lead all the new institutions. So it must be strong, rebuilt, and it must be dignified. The brooms which symbolize our fight embody power. Cleanliness is unity. It is the new. Okay, Josie, uh, your name is like there, by the way. <laughs> that was Marie Josie Ifokumputa and Joel Billy, the only women candidates. I found what they were promising really, really important. Really first important of all, important and powerful, as they Yes, the, the first presidential candidate said there is need for to have a census. Mm-hmm. A census is like a, it allows you to know how, how many m- people you have. Mm-hmm. What do they need? It's just like a family. Let's break it down. It's like a family. You must know the needs of everyone so that you plan accordingly for them, isn't it? I really wonder when was the last time census was held. <laughs> <Yes. laughs> That's that is also another another million dollar question that uh, really many people are wondering and i think i think that is also important but yeah. let's first move on ahead i mean there's been prolonged violence in the east of the country and it's still reeling from conflict that has left millions dead and others displaced let's take a listen to this piece over the past three decades Eastern Congo has been the scene of one of the world's deadliest conflicts. Armed extremists are active in the region that borders Uganda and Rwanda. The Allied Democratic Forces, ADF, Forces for the Liberation of Rwanda, FDLR, and Cooperative for the Development of the Congo, Kodeko, and the March 23 Movement, M23, are among them. They are fighting for land and resources. The violence is not limited to the east of the country. A bloody conflict erupted in central Congo in 2016, resulting in the displacement of more than 1.4 million people. And Western Congo has seen deadly inter-ethnic violence sparked by disputes over taxes and land ownership. The Congolese Disarmament, Demobilization, Community Recovery and Stabilization Program estimates that over 200 armed groups are active in the country. Around 7 million people are displaced and the humanitarian situation is dire. UN's Organization Stabilization in the Democratic Republic of the Congo Peacekeepers, as well as East African community troops deployed in the country, have come under intense scrutiny. Both the Congolese authorities and the public want them to pull out, but experts are warning that an accelerated withdrawal of peacekeepers could worsen the security situation. Michael Otia again with that explainer on the security situation in DRC. Now, Isaac mm. is talking about peacekeepers there. Mm-hmm. Can you fill us more on that? I know you're going to be actually covering the elections in the yes, DRC. Absolutely. Life. You have to be safe. Eh? I need uh, you alive. Absolutely. Absolutely. <laughs> I mean, I mean, uh, peacekeepers have been there for quite a long time. Mm-hmm. Uh, we are talking about more than 20 years, Monisco. The government itself wants every peacekeeper out. Mm-hmm. 
uh, already the East African Brigade has started leaving. Burundian forces left, Kenyans left, South Sudanese left, mm-hmm. and now it's about Monisco to end, finish up his mandate and also wrap up. But about peacekeeping itself, I mean, they were there to protect communities from marauding militias. Okay. We're talking about, we are talking about dozens, more than 100 militia groups. Although, when people are talking about the DRC, they speak of the M23 yeah, and course, the Allied yeah. Democratic Forces mm. from Uganda. And guess what? News coming in right now uh, from Uganda, they're saying, from the president himself, Museveni says, at least 200 members of the ADF rebels that we've been talking about, affiliated to the Islamic State group, were killed by strikes led by Uganda in September mm-hmm. in the DRC. The news is just coming in right now. Okay. So. Now that you're talking of Uganda, <laughs> we have mm. a live comment here from a person who calls himself Museveni Jagala. He says the election would go well if the country was standing by its own without rebels of Museveni and Kagame. Okay. That's a strong one again. Mm. And uh, it's need also needful to mention that the two sides agreed to a ceasefire. I'm talking about M23 mm. and the government itself. They welcomed the ceasefire. Hopefully it stands to allow the election to go on. Okay. Now, like we already mentioned at the start of the program, um, next week voters in Congo will decide whether President Felix Chisekedi will serve a second term. Yes, many voters want their leader or the new leader to revive the DRC's fragile economy by dumping the dollar and going back to the Congolese franc. Crispin Wakideu has more. Seated on a little chair in the popular Lumumba market located in the Bandalugwa district of the Congolese capital Kinshasa, trader Rosette Kungi mixes beans in a large green bucket next to her cardboard price signs that change every day. In recent months, the Democratic Republic of Congo's local currency, the Franc Congolais, or Congolese Franc, CDF, has been heavily devalued. A year ago, the CDF was trading at around 2000 to the dollar. Now, it is trading at around 2700 Prices in Congolese francs are rising all the time. Today, 10 US dollar is worth 27,000 or even 28,000 CDF. And soon it will be 30,000. A box of fish used to cost $15, but now I buy it for $80. There have been some changes in other areas of our country, but in the social sphere, nothing is going right. Even those of us who get by in sales can't find each other. We used to make a profit, but that's no longer the case. You can buy goods for 200,000 and then sell them and end up with less than you spent on them. We're working at a loss, and every month we don't even find ourselves. Another trader, Helen Timba, said that she needs to pay the price fluctuations every day. As she waved away the flies that landed on her fresh fish stall, she said that setting the price of goods has become a daily negotiation. If I'm elected, I would start by requesting a population census. From then on, we will find the right solutions to the recurring problems of our society. Due to my status as a woman, I think it's difficult for me to let go of this important fact. So I can only continue to promise them that when I am elected, I will do better. But also policies which will be formulated will truly encourage the empowerment and advancement of women. Inflation had reached an all-time high of 24,000%, leading to the collapse of the economy. 
The U.S. dollar is still considered the DRC's main commercial currency, while wages continue to be paid in the national currency. In order to import goods, the Congolese have to obtain dollars, and so the law of supply and demand justifies the Congolese franc losing its value, said economic analyst Al Kitenge. You have to ask yourself who the exporters are. They are people who secure themselves elsewhere than in the DRC. Importing goods is not something that is inevitable, but it is an exercise that allows them to legally export foreign currency. To stabilize its currency, the Central Bank of Congo has injected $150 million into the country's commercial banks, a measure that has brought relief to the Congolese households for only a short time. Congolese Finance Minister Nicolas Kazari told reporters at the end of November that the DRC is too extroverted. There is an international aspect, and many countries in the South are very affected by the rise in the value of the US dollar during this period. We are too extroverted. If we were producing in Congolese francs, if we were thinking in Congolese francs, we would not have suffered the impact of the change in the exchange rate. Because believe me, the exchange rate varies in all countries. Analyst Kitenge explained why the Congolese franc continues to lose its value. As products are imported, people need foreign currency to import them. But when they come to the market to get the foreign currency, demand is so great that the Congolese franc loses value because people are prepared to pay more to get that foreign currency and to import them. It should be recalled that the country's economy was informally dollarized in 1994 when the DRC was known as Zaire and run by autocrat Mobutu Sese Seko. Yes, that report was by Paul Volante Logerie, our correspondent DRC, and directed by Crispin Mwakideu. Now, just to shift from DRC a bit. Yes, and before maybe we go to that, just a very quick one. Mm. It is important to remind people that that... Congo has been using the dollar mm-hmm. since 1994 and they want to go back to the Congolese franc. Africa Link, every weekday here on DW. Okay, now we shift a bit from the DRC to Senegal, where a court has ordered that Usmani Sonko be reinstated on the electoral register, paving the way for the jailed opposition leader to run in February's presidential election. Sonko has faced several court cases on various charges in recent years, all of which he denies. Well, and he said he was a victim of a campaign to prevent him from running for the presidency. And this story we covered it in Jersey. And these are the developments that we always tell you about that we bring. Now, straight to the comments. Fatih Haidara says, it's a landmark decision for the Senegalese democracy. Africa needs strong institutions, not strong leaders. A very good point there. Maki Sal has exhibited all sorts of dictatorial traits to block his main rival. But thank God and the justice system, his plans have ended in a fiasco. And Abdul Abdullah says he will be on ballot come February. They did all efforts to stop him, but couldn't. This is so great. 
Said Said says for Senegal and the African democracy, Sonko needs and has to run for the next presidential election. Katong Kunda says faith in his favor and thanks to the justice system to ruling what is right. Viva Sonko, viva Senegal. Thanks for your comments on that story that developed today. The opposition leader Sonko has been cleared. Now, for foodies, oh, those who love their food, <laughs> some not so good news coming, especially those who order online, Josie. I was about to say we love food and we're also lazy to cook, so we order online. Okay, okay. <laughs> now, let me shoot the story. Sorry, Pan-African online shop company Jumia will end its food delivery service by the end of the year due to lack of profits. The decision affects all seven countries where it provides services. Nigeria, Kenya, Uganda, Morocco, Tunisia, Algeria and Ivory Coast. The company has decided to focus on the physical goods side of the business where mobile phones are the most ordered item on the company's platform. <laughs> this is so interesting. I mean, from food to 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 mobile phones, I think, mm. because of TikTok and all that. Well, Jamia was first Africa-focused tech firm to list on the New York Stock Exchange. Hmm. So the question was, how do you rate them compared to other online stores in your country? Sam Albert says Central East and West African countries are not yet ready markets for food delivery. A lot of people cook at home. Even fast food companies are having a hard time. Mm, that's that's a strong comment there. A lot of people cooking at home. And Mainza Eka says the economy, he, he kind of made economy. it local. He said economy, and that's a, a term by the way in Uganda people use ah, okay. to, to express how the economy is really biting. He says the economy is biting in Africa. And Mary Chelsea here would be one of those disappointed. He says, I've ordered a few things, cosmetics and a phone, and I would give them an 8 out of 10. And the okay. final one before we go, Kennedy and Nana Apia says, I just went for my package from them. Coincidence algorithm messing with me. Thank you so much for joining us. On behalf of the production crew, my name is Isaac Mugabe. And I'm Josie Mahachi. Until next time, take care. Made for mine.